0: be a promise of God you know in your spirit that God has you know promises to you so I don't want your hope to be deferred I don't want your heart to get sick and so the message I have this morning is is to encourage you to stay in this race Uh, also sometimes in the weight you could maybe base your weight on Maybe something you did in the future. Maybe God's denying you something because you might feel like you failed in an area. Does anybody ever feel like they failed in an area? (laughs) Half the people here are honest. (laughs) And, uh, And we do fail in areas. But you know what? Even as Christians, if we do fail you're not finished. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter. Even today, if you failed in an area, it's not over. And uh, I'm going to read a few scriptures to you and please don't write me off when I read this scripture because you've heard it. And uh, if I don't hit your main point in this scripture, don't hold that against me know sometimes preachers preach a message but you got a point in that message for that scripture that I did not say so you kind of like huh you really didn't do a good job listen I'm gonna read these scriptures and I'm gonna come from an angle by the Holy Ghost that maybe you hadn't heard yet and it's going to help all of us I promise you in advance it's gonna help all of us this is in Luke 5 verse 1 through 11 it's also in Matthew uh, 4 21 you can read about the fisherman. who's been with us only for maybe six months eight months you knew in the church I know this family I know this family Uh, Tim, anybody else back here, ma'am, good to have you. Back here, y'all were here Wednesday night. Y'all told me y'all were coming. I said I'd have that CD, and I had that CD. We try to do what we say. If we don't, hold us to it. But we're glad you're here. Anybody else? Where? Right here? And so let's take care of our new families. I I think right here, too. Y'all been here how long? But you're here, that's the point. You're here, but listen, let's take care of our new people that have committed to come here. Please please include them in things you do. Take them out to eat. Nobody heard that. (laughs) Do something for them. They're your brothers and sisters. They're in the same house that you're in now. Okay, here we go. Somebody say, here we go. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. So people are interested in what Jesus is saying. Matter of fact, they're coming in the droves. They're coming, they're, they're crowding him. They pressed about him to hear the word of God. That he, that he stood by the lake of in Gennesaret. Listen, everybody's crowding him. This is his ministry. It's going well. People are following him, his name, his fame. And so you would think that he would give them all of the attention, but something caught his eye. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets we see in another story in Matthew fishermen same fishermen they were mending their nets they were preparing their nets then he got into one of the boats which was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat down and he taught the multitude from that boat when he had stopped speaking he said to Simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. How many of y'all know to toil means to have spent some time, you have worked hard, uh, energy, effort, investment, money, and nothing happened no good result anybody ever been there but sometimes you're doing all of that by the prodding, prodding of the holy spirit and you're doing it in obedience so don't lose heart if you hadn't got the result that god said you would get not the result you thought you should get just keep the faith but Simon in answer said to him, Master, we have toiled all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word I will let down the net. I think that's ten words. That's ten powerful words right there. Nevertheless, I will let down the net. And so you understand, sometimes we're looking out the, we're looking at the outcome where we just need to be obedient. You know, you got your eyes on the outcome and God's telling you to do something and it makes no sense. Well, the the sensible thing to do at this point, just be obedient. Forget about the outcome. Just be obedient. We're here to please the Father. Don't, Don't set your eyes on the outcome. Just hear the Spirit of God. Be obedient. Don't rebel against God if he showed you or gave you a glimpse of a great harvest or a promise in your life he wants to walk you through this he wants to walk with you through this so you need to be obedient to the next step y'all got that and when they had done this they caught a great number of fish now we all want the outcome You understand, we all want this, multiplication, increase, big catch, the prize, the promise, and the net was breaking. This is a net breaking outcome. This is big, this is what we want. So they signaled to their partners, oh my God, it's bigger than what they thought. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come help them, and they came and they filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Now this this is glorious. This is what we all are shooting for. (laughs) Net breaking, boat sinking blessings. And that's what our eyes are on. And I think that's what God wants us to have. But we really need to do a few things before that will even come to pass. And if you don't, you will always be waiting. And you could get discouraged. And you could fall into being oppressed. And even begin to shake your hand at God. You said, you said, and it's not happening. Well, there's some measures we need to take. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at, the, at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. You know what? We don't hear much of that in church. When God blesses us, even though we messed it up and it still comes to pass and we doubted him. You know, doubt in this scripture is a sin. How many times has God done it bigger than what we thought and we just thought, you know, we did it all right. No, he had mercy. He showed grace. He's a loving God. Sometimes we just need to reflect back on how we handled all of this and we will see the hand of God and the mercy of God. And if we're truthful, we didn't do it all right. And we should actually say ourselves, Lord, forgive me. Don't depart from me, (laughs) but forgive me. Let's do it again. I'll do it right this time. I mean, you know, we will, we will take all the credit for it. Man, when something great happens, I always rewind the tape and see my, how much I had to do with it. God, God even skirted around some of my crazy stuff. God showed mercy Amen. on me. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about that he will take from those that don't have and give it to those that have. He's talking about he will take things from people that don't have and give it to people that have. I'm like, that is merciless. I'm trying to defend God on this. You don't do that, God. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, you don't see what you have. You don't, you're not thankful for that little bit that you have. So he will actually, you'll forfeit it. He's not a taker, but you will forfeit it because you don't see it as a value. And he'll actually give it to somebody else. And then we gripe and complain that they got it, they got the blessing, they got the increase, they got the net-breaking, boat-sinking blessing, and we don't have it. I'm going somewhere with this message. For he and all who were with him were astonished. How many of y'all know he will do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all you can think or ask? That's my God. I love the Father you were talking about. Our Father. It's our, He's our Father. Not just your Father. When we pray our Father... Many times we're praying on behalf and including yes. the whole family, amen? amen. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. You're not going to do this alone. You're not. We not these blessings that I'm talking about today. What God wants to do in this church, you're not going to do it alone. You need to connect with people. You need to connect with us. You need to connect with the body. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Wow. He's making fishermen now fishers of folks. You know, when you're fishing for fish, you catch something that's alive. I mean really alive. I was watching a video today. This lady got a big speck in the boat. I never saw a speck that big. That thing started flapping around. She was running away from it. Couldn't settle it down. That fish was so alive. Out of the water. And it's funny. When we catch fish, they're alive, but they die. But when we catch folk, they're dead. And the Lord revives them. And listen, when we catch a fish, It's alive, but it dies, and we eat it. And it's one meal, but when we catch a folk, it's dead, but God revives it. And they, all of a sudden, are not just a meal, they become become feeders. That's how important souls are, not only to miss hell, but in the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. So when they had brought their boats to land, get this right here when they had brought their boats to land they forsook all and followed him followed him is code for discipleship in other words they hit it big in other words big catch in other words they were blessed by the lord but they still followed him they didn't run after the blessings they followed him i have watched this so often in church God bless His people, and the next thing you know, they're not following him. This is a story right here of true success with Jesus Christ, and they followed him. Matter of fact, they left what brought them success because they saw that success was in him. And listen, I'm like you. I'm like you, Kevin. I got systems. We're still working on systems. We're still working on structure. We got know-how. We got experience. We got tactics and we got techniques for everything we do. But without Jesus Christ, you will never get the big catch. Notice, they were real fishermen. They knew how to do it. But this particular time, they toiled all night. And because they were in union with Christ, this is key, in union with Christ, He knew right where the fish were. There were fish out there, but he knew where they were. And he had the direction to catch the fish. So you understand, we can have all of our strategies, we can have all of our techniques, know-how, past experience, past patterns, have it all, but not get the big catch like this. So the key Jesus will put you in the right place at the right time with the right people to get the right catch. That's what I'm shooting for. So I'm going to follow him. And if everybody's catching in the world over here, you know, and it all looks good. And how many of y'all know it rains on the just and the unjust? How many of y'all know that even wicked people, it looks like they're getting blessed. Isn't that right? But I'm going to keep following Jesus because he has, I want him. I'm, I'm more interested in him than the things that he can give me. And if my heart is in that place, we're going to get a breaking net, boat sinking, a breaking net. Net breaking, boat sinking, abundant catch just correct me when you did okay so listen I'm gonna give you four quick little principles or quick little things that you see in here but I'm a major on one of them one of them first of all Jesus got in one boat Simon's boat type of life number one you have to let him in your life he's in the boat matter of fact he's in (laughs) charge He's, he wants to get in your boat. You know, oftentimes we're always asking Jesus, do this, do this. Holy Spirit, do this, do this. Father, do this, do this. And you know what? If we would sit and he sat and he began to teach, they begin to listen. And the next thing you know, he wanted Simon's boat. We're always asking him for things, but we never ask him, Lord, what do you want? It's all yours anyway. What do you want from me? That's scary, huh? Gimme, 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 my name's Jimmy. But what about Jesus? What does he want from you? What, are you? what do you need to surrender? You understand, they were real fishermen. This is their livelihood. This is, this is their life. And they sat with Jesus and listened to Jesus long enough. And then he said, basically, I want your boat. And they gave it to him. So he's in the boat. Are we there? What are you holding on to so tight that you won't let it go? That could be the hiccup. That could be your limitation right there. You holding on you think that's your life but that's not your life your life is in Christ don't don't hold on to anything that was just one point number two he sat down and taught it's come to Jesus meeting right here and all of a sudden we find out that what man values is different than what Jesus values because he's interested in fishing for folk not fish They hadn't got all of that yet. And so Jesus wants us to take the pretense off. Jesus knows who we are. We're a lot of things to a lot of people, but the Lord knows who we are. He knows the pretender. He knows the fake. I mean, we can dress it up in church. Come on now. I mean, we all look good here. But what's going on? (laughs) when We're away from here. That's the Jesus he wants. That's the Jesus... That's the Jesus, that's the one Jesus wants to meet. Let's put it like that. That's the the one Jesus wants to help, is the real you. And you know what? You may feel like a failure. Maybe, Maybe you've been through something. Maybe you had an abortion. I don't know. Maybe you helped someone with one. It's okay. There's, there's such a thing as the blood of Jesus. There's such a thing as forgiveness. You're not a failure. It may be a little setback, but I'm telling you, God can t- change things around. Number three, then he said, put out into the deep water. Launch out into the deep water. Let down the nets for a catch. catch. Now, when I read that, you see in this story, you can't catch the fish that the Lord has for you Or the abundance that the Lord has for you in shallow water and when I read that launch out into the deep this is what came to me this message came to me real quick this is what came to me we need to get into into some deep you ready for this disciplines shallow disciplines won't bring you this type of catch it's gonna take very deep water deep disciplines in your life to get the best of God. And he'll grace you. He'll help you. I got one amen on that. Everybody say deep disciplines. See, nobody wants to be disciplined. I remember years ago, we're going to have a health fest here. I remember yells, I don't know, I need somebody to head it up. I remember years ago, I said, I'm going to go on this diet, and I'm going to prove to everybody in this church it works, and then once I prove it, once I've proven it, then I'll offer it to the church. I did, I lost weight, I looked good. I said, I look good. (laughs) And I remember when I went up to a lady, I said, ma'am, and I'll, I'll, I'll walk up to you and tell you, you know, you always have a health problem. I'll tell you, you need to lose some weight. You, you need to exercise. You need to eat right. You need to discipline yourself. 80% of our problems health-wise has to do with discipline. It has to do with health. It has to do with what you're putting in your body. It just has to do with a lot of things that we could actually deal with with the grace of God. Are y'all here? You still like me? You're not supposed to talk about this in church. So anyway, the test was proved. The the diet was good. And I went up to this lady. I said, ma'am, you need to get on it. And this is what she told me. I don't like what they make you do. I, I don't like it like that. Well, she don't like it anyway. That's why she's the way she is. That's why she can't change because she's resisting help. She's resisting something that actually works. And I'm not saying that was the only way, but most diets will work if you just discipline yourself. I mean, they make excuses, you know, every diet you just come back. Well, who's telling that lie? If you come back, you came back. You ate you eating four scoops, four bowls of ice cream at night. I mean, don't say it, don't. It's discipline. Somebody just say the word discipline. It, it won't hurt you. It really won't hurt you. Discipline is what we need. I get it constantly from my wife. My wife corrected three people before we even started the service. I'm not going to have you raise your hand. I'm serious. Ch- well, when your mama buys it and calls you over to eat it, I can't blame it on I can't blame it on my mother. But you understand, Susan actually corrected three people before we even started the service. Just to get to the point. You you're tired of people dying. You you're tired of people hurting. You're tired of people being in pain. And and with love, we try to begin to. That's why I read the thing. Uh, you know, chastening. It, it's good. It don't feel good for. Thought that was what did you use? A disclaimer, you know, it would kind of help you. But it's always in love. Do I sound like I'm not in love? You know, not in love oh, Sue is like lathered up with love. I mean, when Susan corrects, she's like, Oh, am I stupid? <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I mean, the conviction in love, she really does. Good. We toiled all night. And caught nothing. One translation, it says washing. Another translation says mending. Another translation says preparing. It means that you're fixing. Here in South Louisiana, we say fixing. It means you're fixing. You're getting ready for something big. So this is just the Webster's definition of mending, to complete thoroughly, to prepare, to repair, to adjust, to fit, to frame, to perfect, to put together, to restore, to to put back to the original design. Every time I ever read this story, probably preached on it 10 different times, 10 different ways because we get progressive revelation. Every time I saw the video in my mind of Peter coming back and not catching fish as a professional, I kind of looked at it as, well, we failed. You, You ever do all you know to do, you put all your energy, effort, time, money, And it doesn't happen. Don't we feel like we failed? I want to help you right there. And you have never heard this pastor say this. So I got to say it in the right context. Because we are made to succeed. But your failure is part of the process to get this boat, net-breaking, boat-sinking blessing. And i don't mean that in a negative way but you understand when peter came back and he was fixing or mending or preparing his nets jesus saw that it caught his attention his eyes left the crowds he saw two empty boats and he saw these guys looks like a lot of nonsense looks like I'm wasting my time and I'm taking up your time I'm getting ready (laughs) Jesus saw that Jesus saw it and Jesus knew something Peter did well I don't know I think Peter knew he didn't fail that night before because he was getting ready to do it again he wasn't upset. He wasn't depressed. He was getting ready to do it again. See that attitude? That you don't give up. And you don't look listen to all the negativities, just. And you know what? There's some things in our lives that are not tied right. There's some things in our lives that are torn. Broke. And we'll just go right past it wanting the big catch ain't gonna happen i've watched it all of my pastoral life people wanting this and there's so many things torn so many things out of place finances are broke because they they don't know how to give they don't know how to manage marriage is not right they don't know how to get along and they just think god's just gonna promote them and they won't even fix these little things and jesus was watching peter like wow i can use that in my kingdom he's disciplined in what he has he's taken care of it In what he's been given he's making sure it will be very effective. Come on, somebody, you got to get this. We're trying to take off. We try And listen, I'm, talk, I'm talking about this church. I feel like our nets have been ripped. I feel like we've used the nets and now we need to mend the nets. Some things need to develop. Some things need to be put in place. Some things need to be set up. Little things. People, places, doing things That the net will catch the harvest I hope y'all reading into this Not only for our ministry But for your own life and your own success In this good What's broken in your life Why are you not going Why? Let's be honest You know, two Sundays ago We got pretty honest in here I preached a message and I felt the Spirit of God talking to people. So I actually stopped and I asked people, what is God telling you to do? Next step. Just one step. Like, you know, mend that hole in the net. What what is that? Just what's that one thing that God is asking you to do? You know, there were six hands that went up. People actually said it in church, what they needed to fix in their lives. And once they said it, the family heard it. Once the family heard it, they knew they were accountable. And so the next day, people felt like they had to do what God told them because they opened their mouth in the house and told everybody, and they would be a pretender if they didn't. So they took a step. I heard testimony, and God started to move. So you got to do something with what God is telling you. I heard y'all testimony. Big catch. I mean, big catch. They move from Texas. Everybody is moving to Texas. I don't know why. <laughs> they move from Texas. No jobs, no nothing. And the next thing you know, he gets a job. I mean, a company hires him, but they don't have a position for him. So he got hired before he had a position. They even had to make an application for him to sign because they didn't have an application for the job. And so he gets the job. And I think there's some tag alongs coming behind. I don't know. And then she, she's in the medical field and uh, she needs a job. And she just by the divine things of God, she runs into a person in a place that's not normally there representing and the lady just begins to tell her some things probably the other lady wouldn't have told you and she said ma'am they need people like you you can tell them what your wage needs to be you can tell them what you want in benefits and you can tell them you want a bonus and they will do whatever they have to do to get you. And you know what? She went there the next day, two, three days later. She told them all of that, and they did it. They gave her the position she wants, the benefits she wants, the bonus. I think you wanted say, "You give me eight thousand dollars." The bonus is even better. They sent me an email and it's the exact amount. When you put a closing did you tell them the amount? you are going to pay me to come work for you and that's what they did and now she got more than what she requested that is a bountiful harvest right there but you know what y'all been doing some things right you've been mending rose you left here many years ago and i wondered what's going to happen to rose people leave here and it's like oh my God just wide open for the world and the enemy but we pray in God's grace sometimes people just have to find their way and uh, anyway love that testimony love that testimony whew So this is my point. And I think I ran into a few people this morning. I think I mentioned it to Miss Dorothy. I think I mentioned it to to Leslie. He was sewing his nets together. Couldn't we say that's downtime? It's just downtime. And I really believe when we're in these places of waiting... We can be very unproductive if we're not careful. And I I just see in this story that Peter and all of his crew, they use their downtime wisely. So your downtime is only more time to get everything prepared for your uptime. It's, it's not, you're not being denied. There could be a little delay. But I'm telling you, I know in my life, looking back, when I was going through this waiting time and I was getting frustrated and impatient, looking back on it, that downtime was more time so I could prepare better for what was to come. Had not they patched those nets? we would not be telling this story. We'd be telling the story like all the other fishermen in South Louisiana. I had him up to the boat. It was this big and he got off. Nobody gonna believe that. They wanna see the catch. I wanna see the catch. I wanna consume the catch. I wanna be a part of the catch. But you understand, if we don't use our downtime correctly, which gives you more time to prepare to get ready, to mend, to bring back to the original design, to put in place, to fit. If we don't do that, you will never, ever have the opportunity to seize the moment for that catch. And so I want to encourage us. Enjoy the wait. The Bible says when you wait on the Lord, and that's what we're waiting on. If you're waiting for your own, if you're waiting on things that your flesh wants, I can't help you right there. You'll probably get what your flesh wants, but you won't profit from it. And it'll probably take you out of the kingdom of God. But if you're waiting on the Lord, and if you're waiting right, you're just getting stronger. Hey, guys, get it right, because the catch is coming. Come on, guys. I'll fix that open No, That's not... You understand. And sometimes you need somebody in your life to tell you what's broke. Because I see people using stuff all the time that ain't right. I mean, I wouldn't get on that lawnmower. I'm telling you, ain't no guards. (laughs) I mean, some things that, some cars people drive. I wouldn't, I don't want to be anywhere around it. Somebody needs to tell them something. And sometimes you can't see what's broke. Because you're so used, we're so used to just operating like that. Come on. Imagine this. If we all got productive and in the mending and fitting and framing and preparing stage in the downtime, what could happen when the uptime comes? We need to put our effort, our time, our money, our hearts, our energy in fixing what needs to be fixed that when the harvest comes, we can hold it. I'm telling you, years ago, I bought me one of those little throw nets. That's what they use. It came in this little box. It was so well wrapped and put in that box. I never could get it back in the box, never. I mean how in the and this thing's heavy you pick up that little box it's like what is because it's lead weight and it's so packed in that box it's unbelievable I threw the box away but I remember practicing throwing that net and you had to fold it right it had to be all right before you threw it and when you threw it it would just open up and the wider it would go the more flat it would become on the water the more fish or more area more surface that it would catch and the likelihood of more fish would be there and i remember i I would start practicing that thing and i'd i'd kind (laughs) of and it would just be one solid thing go (laughs) poof but i kept practicing a few times man i threw that thing and it just went and unbelievable i mean you don't i mean i couldn't believe the fish that i was pulling up that was in that one spot. And, of course, one time I threw it. I was right off the wharf right there by the jail, and I threw it, and all of a sudden it snagged. And, I mean, I pulled and I pulled. Those things are strong. And finally I pulled and I got it up and I got it out of the water, and the net was torn. And I knew for me to use the net again, I have to fix it so i did the best i could knitting things back together come on so i could be productive so i could be fruitful so i wouldn't be wasting my time in christ y'all with me things need to be developed in areas of our life i mean if we'd be honest quit pretending was broke what's damaged what's not right we'd all get ahead quicker so this is my plea this is my call to this church personally get things right don't run ahead you know people want ministry and they're not even taking care of their own household that's what i'm talking about the marriage nest all ripped up to pieces it's not going to happen you'll ruin your whole family going after that prize without fixing the nets anybody else could name a net that's broken in our lives how about just spending out of your means living beyond your means and then you got credit card debt you got this debt you got that debt and you want to do something great for God but you're not Why are you speaking negative no I'm just telling you you're not if you do get the opportunity it's gonna crumble because your foundation is not right how about your own children take care of your family take care of your family take care of your family listen don't be the broke part of the net here what god has qualified for you to do and gave you the grace to do it give your supply don't leave a hole in the net we all have a place we all have a supply we all are joints knit together. Come on. We all share, have something to share. Make sure, start to fix the net of your life. You, guys, you might think your marriage is okay. Ask your wife. You'll find out it, it got some torn places in that net. And you'll accuse her of not seeing right. No. <laughs> Maybe too many irons in the fire. You want to do something big for God, but you got you're scattered. you scattered. You're in too many areas. You understand? You are. It's already broke. It's not going to work. Could anybody name a part of your life that needs to be tied right together? Anything? Finances? Anybody else? Family? And just because people are, are, are mentioning these things, don't mean they have that problem, but they probably do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Character. What? Character. 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 Yeah, holes in your character. You say one thing, you do something else. Relationship. Your relationship with God—it needs patching. It don't need patching. It needs—it needs to be fixed. Get your heart right. Anybody else? Come on. We're family. Name something. None of y'all struggle with anything. Y'all all look so holy. I'm going to tell you how you do it. You tell me if this is true. 88 keys? Is 8 keys duplicated through that piano? 12 keys are duplicated. Learn 12 keys. Get it down. 12 keys. Just get it down. Get some help. Get a video. Get a teacher. You...
1: <laughs>
0: no you master listen to this you master the 12 keys and then that's duplicated it's pretty simple it's the same as a scale your guitar strings break often I just noticed that a, it's, two, it's two different things you might have to bring your guitar in sometimes the strings are being cut where they're laying at the bottom of the top or sometimes you're just beating it too hard. <laughs> I've watched, I've watched secular people play guitars. I'm talking about they'll stretch a string, string from the bottom to the top. Never pop a string. Because they they're not beating it, they're just gentle. You understand? Sometimes when you're doing praise and worship and leading, you're trying to play the drums on your guitar. And you that's what you're doing. Is that what she's doing? She's playing the drums on a guitar. Let the drummer play the drum. You play the guitar. I know what I'm talking about. You understand? We each have a part. We each have a supply. We fix any problem here today. What else we got? What I mean this, come on, this is how we listen. when I would throw that net, if that net wasn't tight and put together right, it could not withstand the pull. So if you want to harvest, you got to get your net tight. You got to get it tied right. You got to get it mended. You got to get it fit. You got to get it framed. You got to get it fit. Because when it's time to pull it in, it's got to be right. Health. Man, listen. The body of Christ should be the healthiest people on the planet. No doubt. The healthiest people on the planet. Listen, I like to eat. I'll eat what you don't eat in your plate. That's how I am. (laughs) It's called discipline. Maybe your thought life has holes in it. Some things come in. It shouldn't be coming in. I'm telling you, whatever you think about, you're going to say it. I'm telling you. You die tomorrow and you've been thinking filth. Not die tomorrow. You think you, you thinking filth and you in the hospital and they put you on drugs and stuff. You watch what come out of your mouth. ain't the drugs making it do it it's what's in your heart that scared me I remember seeing a man and just stuff started coming out of his mouth he was out of his mind he didn't have have control of himself and so whatever was in him it started coming out I said oh my God I don't want to embarrass my church I don't want to embarrass my family if I ever got to a place which I will not that I didn't have control over myself and what was in my heart it would just come out You can't hide it. You can't hide what what you're doing behind closed doors. it come out. Every one of my kids, their sin always found them out. Always. Susan would come home and tell them what they did. (laughs) Or or they would say, I did this, and Mama said, I knew it. (laughs) Don't despise the word of the Lord, or you'll be barren. I was just telling Susan about that. Michael, M I C H A L, David's wife, she despised him worshiping God. And she was barren. And I'm telling you, when the word of the Lord is speaking to you, you, you need to receive it. Or you'll be barren in that area if you're rebellious. Because he's trying to, he wants us to be fruitful. 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 That's why he corrects us. He wants us as his children to have his best. That's why he corrects us. We should be the people on the planet that would just be ready to get with God and say, okay, God, get me straight. Pretty humble. You know, in your downtime, you should be humble. When it's not happening the way you think it should be, don't get prideful or you'll be barren. You better get thankful. I'll tell you the story again. Jesus had a few fish, a few loaves of bread. It's not near enough. This is making my ministry look bad. This is not good. What are people going to think? Lord, thank you for the little bit. I put it into your hands. I'm yours. I will serve you with a lot or a little bit. But Lord, I bless it. I bless it and I break it. And I give it. Not holding on to anything. Just totally submitted to God. Think what would happen if a whole church got totally submitted to God. One man did it for the church to do it. God. Imagine this. We live on highs, not so highs, and sometimes it gets low. But imagine if we used all of our time preparing, mending, fixing, and getting ready. I think that's the end time church. That's the bride getting white. That's the bride being washed by the word of God I believe it with all of my heart and I believe that's when everything's going to start happening and I think we can do it as a local church not point fingers and matter of fact when I get it right and you don't I go help that person I'm not I'm not looking at them as inferior I'm not looking at them well I can do it you can't you need to get a no 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 if we get something right go help somebody that don't have it right that was one good come on with a body you know when 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 the body hurts we all hurt when the body suffers we all suffer but when the body rejoices we all rejoice at least some of us really the bible says rejoice when you see others rejoice i don't feel like it that bible says you need to do it i don't feel like it well the bible says you need to do it they praising God. Everybody's praising God in here, and you come in here like I had a bad day. The Bible says, rejoice with those that rejoice. I don't feel it. It ain't got nothing to do with you feeling. You'd be obedient. I'm telling you, if you just be obedient, I'm speaking to myself, the outcome will be right. You know, with obedience, God's outcome's going to be right. And I'm telling you, it's beyond what we can even think or expect. I'm going to go over my list right here and then I'm going to finish. You would think that God was pursuing the frustrated, those in discontent. Jesus saw Peter doing something he needed in his kingdom. The little things. Taking care of the little things. Fix what's messed up. You know the problem with this generation today? They don't fix nothing. They don't fix nothing. If it breaks, they throw it away, go get another one. If the relationships go solid, just go get another relationship. Don't fix nothing. Man, in my day, we trying to fix everything. I go to Leslie's house sometimes. He's fixing a weed eater. I'm like, good Lord, you mean? Who wants to fix a weed eater? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm to the point. This is. I I will find, Mickey, I will find a cypress board, a nice cypress board, and it's got a crack in it. I will find myself taking that cypress board, putting glue in it, and putting clamps on it, and putting it away. I just, it's something about fixing things. I just like things working right. I like things to be in the original by the design of the manufacturer. That's what we should be shooting for. Just fix it. Tell your neighbor, fix it. All right, we'll finish right here. You let the Lord run through your heart. Not not your husbands, not your friends, your heart. Let him tell you what needs to be mended. Let him tell you what needs to be fixed. And your marriage will be better off. Your ministry would be better off. The church will be better off if we would take care of our business. All right, I'm gonna let you go, but I need about six or seven people to tell me what they're going to work on this week. Finances, got you. His name is Robert. He'll be sitting there next week. You can walk up to him and ask him how's your finances this week? What did you do different this week? Oh, you you getting in my stuff now. I don't. Well, you don't want to be disciplined. You want your, you see you got to get out of yourself. What you got? Patience. Okay. Well, I'll look at Mickey's face next week. No, no but Mickey, you have to you have to help her. You have, that's your job. You help her with patience. Anybody else? For what? You got one shot, man. Jesus may come back. Anybody else? Come on, girl. I am am with you. You are beautiful. (laughs) You know you're beautiful either way, but we want you to live a long time. Anybody else? stay busy (laughs) y'all need a worker call my mama y'all need help call my mama who else right here yeah I think we all got a lot of that a little bit of that but there's only a few of us that would admit it God bless you God grace you. He'll help you. Anger? yeah. And of course, we always blame that on somebody. Yeah. I want to be a better pastor. I really do. I want to be the pastor. I just want to be a better pastor. I'll leave it alone. Anybody else? Everybody else is perfect. So we want to be like you. <laughs> yeah, Sue, I don't know how you could get much better, but I'm with you, girl. <laughs> Eat healthy. Y'all need a little competition.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, healthier.
0: Yes. And finance. Yes, Finance. Stand up, (laughs) say it out loud, what did he say, hold him to it, (laughs) that sounds so spiritual, and that's good, that's good. Anybody up? Nick, What's that? Creativity. That's in you. Yes. You are a creative little girl. We all see it. You just need to release it. You, you do it in your words. How about you? You raise your hand. A better intercessor. Amen. Victor, you, you raise your hand. No. <laughs> Grace. Man, time management no it's only one thing see that's what we do don't just fix me all no it's up to you to fix one thing Man, listen this is not how Peter did it he took one spot you, you know that's we get all super spiritual one thing at a time that's good you, you get in the face of God and God gets in your face he'll tell you what needs to be fixed but you already know just, he's already speaking to us what needs to be fixed let's work on it tell your neighbors let's work on it, work on it. anybody here if you died today, you would not go to heaven. We need to fix that. And you just need to, listen, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. It's the most awesome decision you could ever make in your life. And if that's you, just raise your hand. We'll pray a prayer and get you right in the kingdom of God. Anybody? Does there somebody here? Anybody? Anybody? How about somebody that needs to recommit themselves to the Lord? <laughs> You need to recommit yourself to the Lord. You never committed yourself to the Lord? or You need to recommit yourself to the Lord? All right. How about third call? You just want to be. What is this? All right. Well, say this after me. We love you, Jennifer. We enjoyed having You and you person here. We need to take care of Miss Jennifer. Jennifer. She lives in one of my rentals. And I tell every person I rent to, I got more to give than a place to rent. You know what I mean? Any of your business, whatever your vocation is, you got more to give people than just a job or a position or anything. You got Jesus, so just give it away. Let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I, believe. I believe you lived, you, lived. you died, you, died. You, were buried, you were buried, and you rose from the dead. And when you rose You rose for me When you died You died for me When they buried you I was buried with you And you took my sin You took my grief You took my sorrow And you took my pain And so Lord I receive My salvation I believe That the Father raise you from the dead and because you have risen I am going to rise with you by faith I will never run from you I will always run towards you the rest of the days of my life I am born again I am free from sin and I thank you Jesus my savior amen well you are just.